Blessings, and welcome to Arms Upheld, support in life's hard battles. I'm Lynn Pierce, and I'm here to hold up your arms with encouragement, something to think on, and a prayer to focus on the one who holds all things together while you continue to fight the battles in your life. In the midst of battle, life can feel overwhelming, challenging, or beyond. I don't know what God has called you to do, what battlefield you are walking through, but at times you may find yourself feeling this way. I want you to know that even though your battle likely looks different than mine, I'm here to support you. I want to stand with you until the breakthrough happens and you can see the victory materialize. My hope is that these few minutes we spend together will help you lighten your load, feel seen, connected, and loved, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Let's begin with God's Word. Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. 1 Kings 17.1 From the New Living Translation A drought. That's what God is promising here. Elisha is the prophet and speaking the words, but God is the one in control. God always has a plan and a purpose. The big picture plan includes God getting the attention of a king and kingdom and inviting them to return to him. Perhaps there is a lesson for us in a more subtle purpose, one for Elijah himself. In this setting of a drought, it becomes essential to determine how to live. What are the basics of life? What will nourish us? What keeps us alive? Food and water is a good place to start, and God has a plan for that. He clues in Elijah in the next verses of 1 Kings 17. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by the Kareth brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. God sure has some creative solutions, doesn't he? March around a city and watch it fall. The Savior of the world comes as a helpless baby. And there's a drought. So I'm going to send birds to cater your meals. <laughs> How does Elijah respond to this? Verse 5 tells us, Elijah did as the Lord told him. God has just promised no rain in the foreseeable future. Practical strategies of survival may be in short supply. So perhaps this sounds like a vacation instead of a kooky idea. Nevertheless, Elijah chooses to obey his Lord and go. God sends Elijah into unfamiliar and unfertile territory where there's no other source of provision other than God himself. True to his word, God sends ravens twice a day with bread and meat to nourish Elijah. Elijah is completely dependent on God, and he knows it. Let's sit on the bank with Elijah for a moment. We don't know much about his life before now, beyond where he comes from. But I can't imagine his previous life has adequately prepared him for this in a practical sense. However, 
his relationship with God must have. Elijah walks on the scene confident enough to speak God's words to a king. He knows God well enough to recognize his voice and claims to serve him as his Lord. He knows where the true power lies, but does he know yet the extent of that power in his life? Elijah has obeyed God. Not only has he spoken God's message to the king, but now he sits by the Kareth River being fed by birds. This is a brand new experience. He finds himself alone in the wilderness, in a drought, and God miraculously providing for his needs. Have we ever found ourselves in such a place? We know God is doing something, but we find ourselves in unfamiliar and unfertile territory, a brand new, perhaps unexpected, beginning. Is there value in such an experience? God thinks so. Elijah had to trust God like never before. God brings all of us to a place where we are completely dependent on him, where we notice when he shows up and our hearts are revealed. God is not interested in autopilot prophets. He has no use of Christians just going through the motions. He desires our hearts. When all else is stripped away, our hearts lie open and vulnerable. This is not a place I think any of us would go on purpose, but God has a purpose in putting us here, alone, in the wilderness, in a drought, and God miraculously providing for our needs. God is not removing the non-essentials to beat us up, but to refine our vision. By removing the distractions, the essentials are revealed. The basics of life, once again, become our priorities. Food. Water. Shelter. Safety. Love God. Love others. These are the essentials of life. God provides us with all of it. God is all we need. God is enough. God had to get Elijah to the point that he fully grasped his dependence on him because God knew what was coming. In his plan, Elijah had to be all in, completely surrendered. God is doing the same for us in our droughts. We cannot get to that place of dependence without having had a significant need and watching God provide as only he could. When we experience that, we walk in a place of amplified faith in a miraculous God and can surrender our will to his. This brings us to a place that God can use us to do great and mighty things for his kingdom and his glory, just like Elijah. Let's pray. Lord Almighty, you have a plan and a purpose in the droughts. You don't strip us down to beat us up. You remove things in our lives to reveal the essentials. 
You provide us true nourishment. You are our Creator and Sovereign Lord. You know our comfort zones and exactly the point you will get our attention. Let our droughts lead us to new awakenings, to new life like we've never known before. Amplify our faith. You are all we need. You are enough. We surrender our will to yours. May your will be done. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Your time is precious and I appreciate it. Today we discussed how God brought Elijah to a place where he is completely dependent on him. But there is still some training that has to happen. We'll talk about that next week. We're going to be hanging with Elijah this summer and seeing how his journey can help us reflect and grow stronger in our faith as we continue to fight our hard battles. I hope you will stick around to hear more. If you'd like to read on your own, Elijah's account begins here in 1 Kings 17 and continues through 2 Kings 2. And as always, your battle may look different than mine, but let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.